Ultra. Welcome back to Spider-Man Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze and read a bad review of Spider-Man 3, <laughs> one hiding a ring minute at a time. I'm Scott Corelli. I'm Zach Luna. I'm Andrew Dorowski. And I'm Joe Dorowski. Hey, welcome back, guys. It's it's good to be here. Yeah, <laughs> always good to have you. Uh, the Dorowski brothers are always welcome on this show. Uh, so uh, today we are talking about minute 31 which begins with the Sandman taking his first steps and ends with uh, with Peter going listen (laughs) (laughs) Peter's trying to backpedal is what he's doing yeah oh oh boy he's losing ground in his conversation indeed (laughs) indeed uh but first before we uh talk about uh losing ground uh perhaps we should talk about someone gaining ground hey Uh, and that is uh in more ways than one yes (laughs) and that is uh uh, mr sandman here um i uh so we've we've had a lot of questions about how the um our our issue our issues with the way the sandman works because he is like this, this sequence we just watched last week was absolutely beautiful. But one of the problems that we've had is that they actually they explained it too much, and as a result of explaining it too much, it poses too many questions as far as how this works. Right? It would be one thing if they didn't ex- try and explain anything, and you're just like, okay, yeah, he's got magic sand powers. I just accept this. It's a comic book movie. He's a comic book villain. Whatever. Let's go for it. Mm-hmm. But uh, they, when they showed him transforming into the Sandman in the accident originally, you saw at a cellular level um, his cells sort of turn to sand, and then you zoom out, and then he crumbles into sand. Um, you got like sand DNA, right? Like which, sand DNA, which doesn't make a lot of sense biologically, and then you start to question like, where is his brain? Is he is he a man of sand, or is he sand who thinks it's a man? Like. <laughs> Like, like, like Swamp Thing, like, 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 like where is he? Yeah. Where is he? Like, what, what, what is he? Where is he? Um, and now I have further questions because now it's like, well, now is he just walking around naked all the time and he's just recreated his clothes? Or yeah. Like the clothes is the question. Yeah. <laughs> That's you I mean, it's, a, it's a fair question in the context mm. of what's going on. Well, and, and yeah. not only, not only that, but like, not just the clothes, but he's also figured out a way to like. Uh, colorize himself <laughs> yes mm-hmm. yeah um, uh, well and, and then i mean not so much in this moment of him stepping out but in future minutes you may start to wonder about mass yes <laughs> and where <laughs> where exactly is all this sand coming from can he just draw on any sand now or does it have right. to be the sand like his his body dna that was in that accident right yeah, which yeah. is which is why my theory <laughs> that's why i hang on to my theory that he is not he is not at all the man who was in the accident. He is sand that believes that it is that man. 
Okay, sand confusion. Yeah, right. That's what that's what I think it is. It's much like okay. Alan Moore's swamp thing. That's what I think is happening because it's the only explanation. Nothing else makes sense. If he's the actual guy, nothing about this makes sense biologically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and it's easier to to like hand wave away the magicy stuff if it's magic sand that like coalesces into a creature right. rather than like how do his veins work? How does right. his you know, so heart, it's, yeah. So, so the scenario now is whatever experiment they were doing on the sand. Yes, mm-hmm. which we um, we actually believe was a teleportation experiment, and he's actually there were two pits, and he is uh, now in the second pit, and it's like much like uh, 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 Jeff Goldblum or Jeff Goldblum in The Fly. Mm-hmm. Um, he okay. he so, has a man and the sand combined in the teleportation experiment, and then on the other side became a Sandman. That's our right. theory. And so, like, it created a, like, field of sentience for the sand, and it thinks, okay, I'm sentient, what am I? And it, it's copying the thing that was there, which was yes, which was him. Right. So it has his, like, memories and drives and things like that, mm-hmm. but it's, it's, it's and, a, a sand <clears throat> golem. And it also, <laughs> much later in the film, you may discover, it may have developed the power of flight. We'll, we'll see. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think it's easier to like hand wave away like uh, static interactions and particle Mm -hmm. nonsensey things if I don't have to think about the guy like a a man splitting apart every time because he's dead. He like he died in the (laughs) yeah like he did he did dissolve didn't he? Yeah, we just straight up watched him get like obliterated to like component pieces right, (laughs) and then it's just like the uh, like the the genetic memory imprinted Mm -hmm. onto. The sand cells. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so now they're saying, okay, this is this is me, even though yeah. it's not. This is what it, it thinks is me. Right. Right. So I feel like the sand cells can, like, bond together and, like, mimic the appearance of the clothes that were there and the body that was there. Mm-hmm. That it doesn't 100% delineate between the two of them because it's replicating the thing. Um, but, but if you were to like knock it, it's still just all sand. You think, right. Cause, you think if you cause got, that definitely happens, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You think if you got really close to him, it would be like, uh, what, what, what is that painter? Is it Monet? Like, yeah. If you got really close to him, would you just see like all of the grains of sand that are just like turned in just the right direction to like mm-hmm. mimic the colors? <laughs> maybe, but maybe yeah. like the smallest ones go to the surface mm-hmm. Yeah, and they like can become... You know, like the 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 individual cells on your hand or whatever, right? Yeah. So like it, it's so not you as got small. like the microscopic sand particles that are doing the fine detail on the front, <laughs> right? Yeah, there's <laughs> and, and if you get into the there's middle, it's almost gravel. Yeah, yeah, he's got different grades throughout or something. I don't know. Oh man, and whatever amount of each grade is needed for a given scene. Yes, <laughs> yes, of course. And yeah. then and then it can manipulate additional sand as necessary. Because yeah. science. It can like uh <laughs> transfer its sand powers if with more sand fuel or something. <laughs> yeah. Like maybe this, is... the, this the sand can like infect other sand. I right? mean right now there was a, he was in a lot of sand, but just the mm-hmm. right amount of sand to become Flint Margot walked out. Yeah, right? the correct volume. Uh-huh. Not necessarily mass, but volume. Right. Yeah. Maybe if it wanted to be a, a bigger man, like more of that would have slurped up into this thing that's walking away well and it's just... unclear like how much negative space we have between the sand particles oh yeah 
And so like maybe how dense is yeah, like what salmon? is the density within the volume? There's, like, a, there's maybe, a lot of room for for playing with this. Like maybe the surface of him is totally like congruent in like one thick layer of sand or whatever, but he's just like styrofoam on the inside. <laughs> <laughs> there's just like, like it's like a web work inside. It's yeah. just a, a scaffold. <laughs> There's only like, you know, uh, one cubic foot of sand at all <laughs> at, at any point in time. So this kind anyway. of conversation just reminds me of the fact that like comic books are great because they've had tons of time to just work this kind of stuff out. And we don't get that with the movies or even TV shows, it seems like, where you mm-hmm. get people to like break down this made up science stuff in great mm-hmm. detail. And then you don't have I mean, you can't have a movie version of the Marvel Encyclopedia where they spend three paragraphs explaining how sand powers work. Right, yeah. Yeah, I always feel like you have to either go to one extreme and not the middle. Like, either don't explain it at all. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, like, a thing happens, somebody walks out, they've got stuff. Or have a really good pseudo-science explanation for it. Yeah. But this in-between zone where it's like, Gene Sand, but I think <laughs> somehow. But I think the I think the pseudoscience version of that scenario needs to be involved in the plot in some way. Yes, because yeah. because if it's if it's not if you're just explaining it to explain it, then that's a problem. Like the good example yeah. of that to me is um in in Spider Man Two with Doc Ock, where it's like he explains the pseudoscience behind the chip in his head the inhibitor chip and then yes. that becomes a plot point because it gets fried which doesn't just weld the arms to his back but also allows them to control him mm-hmm. so right. so like there's there's a plot reasons for the 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 contrivance of that explanation of that pseudoscience but here there's no plot reason for this to be for them to have shown the biological components of what makes up sandman yeah it yeah. would have been better to just just have him pick up his hand and not zoom in, just have it turn to sand and then maybe start screaming and then it, you know, disappear. They, yeah, there's like an uncanny Valley of scientific explanation of superpowers. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Where it's like, okay, we're fine as long as it's not too much. Okay. You did too much. So now we're in the Valley and you have to do way more to get us back on track. Right. And in a standard narrative, like feature length film, we don't have the time to waste on going all the way in, in the, far edge of the slider you know what yeah. i mean right yeah, yeah with, i mean the with the dna part it, it kind of makes you feel like he should just be contained to like every cell of flint marco is now sand and it's no other but that's not what we get shown later yeah. on so it ends up being kind of confusing to if you want to think about it at all it, it breaks down pretty quickly right yeah and i mean i think this is actually kind of like an interesting thing to compare you know movies to comic books as we get more and more superhero adaptations because this is the thing that I like definitely loved in comic books was like these crazy random explanations of everything. Mm-hmm. It's a swarm of Nazi bees. Yeah. It's like, okay, <laughs> like I'm getting this. And then you, you get to read all this backstory and it's like, that's never going to happen the same way for movies because mm-hmm. you're not trying to fill pages. Right. In the same way. Right, and right, you don't right. have, you know, like the early X-Men version where every time somebody's doing something, there's, there's word balloons of saying, well, with my concussive force optic blasts, I can do this. <laughs> Like, yeah. it just doesn't work the same in movies. Right, right. Yeah, the medium does affect the how you tell the story. But, but what's it, interesting like the, the is, content. But what's yeah. interesting is that people usually go the other direction with it, where they think, well, this is a movie, so people need more explanation. And uh-huh. it's like, no, it's the opposite, guys. Like, it's 
It's like actually you're not gonna, less. You're not going to get enough explanation to be satisfying. Right, right. For, like, for, for anybody, really. The it's f- not going to be enough for the people who know, and it's going to be the wrong balance for the people who don't know. Right. And everyone's well, just going to come out confused. Well, and just not only that, but like you're, you're, you're seeing Sandman in action. Like you can, you can see it in front of you. So it's like, I don't need to know how he works. I'm seeing that he works and that's all that matters. Whereas like in the comics, especially early comics, you know, uh, some artists may have struggled a little bit with like, ha- like, how do I illustrate these powers to make people understand? And then Stan Lee cracks his fingers. He's like, I'll just tell him how it works, <laughs> um, you know, and, and that's that's how things work back then. But like here, like we're seeing it visualized. Like, I don't I don't need to know why it works that way. I'm seeing it work. That's enough. Right. The example I always go back to is like, I don't ever need or want a movie to like tell me how Superman's power of flight works. Right. Like I just need to see him fly. Right. And if they do that well, I will believe that a man can fly. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> it's just there. I see what you it, did there. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> okay, yeah. so real quick question. With that in mind, how does the like where so for like another example, where does this fall for Spider-Man 1 seeing little barbs come out of Peter's fingers? I'm not a fan. Yeah, okay. exactly. that's, that's in this, that, yeah. that uncanny valley this of is, power explanation. Yes, this is at the exact same level. Basically, Sam Raimi, stay away from fingertips. That's what we're saying. <laughs> <laughs> so the fingertips are not your strong suit. Because as soon as you start thinking about those little spider barbs on his fingertips, it, it breaks down. Like, wait, yes. how does yeah. this work for everyday mm-hmm. life? Like, how do those things? On? How do those things go through his shoes so that he how can does he unhook them from yeah. things? Yeah, Just show you know. him clinging to walls, and we're all good. Well, Spider Man, he's on a wall, and fine. then you're also kind of left with those extra questions in the movies. Like, okay, but like, is it just his fingertips and toes? Yeah. Is it? Can he stick with his, his back? back? Yeah, does can he, he stick with all of his skin? everywhere? Like, in the in the yeah. effort to give the answer, they actually end up raising more questions for the audience. Right. Yeah, yeah. And they so, don't have the opportunity or the desire to try and resolve more of those questions and be like, no, we're really thinking about it, guys. Yeah, like, I understand the impulse. Like, oh, visually show this thing. Like, that's generally a... Yeah, a, show, a don't tell. Decent impulse in a visual medium. But for for fantastical stuff like this, I just feel, just don't tell me at all or really work it. Like Scott said, the explanation has to be part of the story. Right. Like the like the the chip, mm-hmm. yeah. Right. Um, well, speaking yeah, of visual it. exposition, oh, beautiful! <laughs> yeah, thank you. I, uh, I, I love I, whoever's idea it was to reuse uh, uh, concept art as a postcard for this reservation thing. <laughs> I hope they got a raise because, like, how often, if ever. Do they find a way to actually show concept art within the movie? Like that never <sighs> gets to never. happen. That this this concept artist must have been like, this is the coolest thing that's ever happened to me. Like my <sighs> art is not just published in a coffee table book you can buy at Barnes and Noble. It's in the movie itself. That's so cool. <laughs> and it I really love is. concept art. Yeah. I love seeing <sighs> concept art for stuff. I love it when they do it for like the end credits of a movie. Yeah, yes. stuff like that. Like I love that stuff. And so the fact that you've got something like this is like, oh, they did a concept for the for the space, and then because they made that, they're like, oh, well, we need a visual representation of the space, right? Wait, we have that. Yeah. Look at what we got. Yeah, charming in a now. Uh, way. <laughs> well, this this film was two thousand seven, right? Yes, yes. Were restaurants handing out reservation cards left and right, and I just never knew it. 
maybe in Confirming New York. Confirming your reservation. <laughs> how fancy is this restaurant and how fancy have you gone to, Joseph? What's the fanciest restaurant you've made a reservation at? Oh, not terribly. <laughs> <laughs> well, that might be your answer. Oh, I, em- Emerald's Restaurant in Louisiana, New Orleans. That's, ooh, yeah. that's, okay. that, that's the fanciest restaurant I've ever been to. Did they give yeah. you a confirmation I don't card know. I wasn't the one who made the reservations. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I was at an academic conference and a grad bam. school group was like, we all have to go. And someone took care of it. And that is spectacular. <laughs> I, yeah. I do assume <laughs> that when they send those reservation cards, they don't just say, like, Monday. Because this card just says Monday. It's like, which, which Monday? Can you yeah. give me a date on that? <laughs> yeah, they want this to feel timeless, you know? We can't tell you it's 2007. <laughs> Certainly not whatever time of year it is. Um, yeah, I do think... As much effort was put into like the beautiful idea of the concept art on the other side, I do feel like they maybe rushed a little bit on the graphic design of the <laughs> the words. That looks itself. like a cafe. It does not look like a, a like fancy a restaurant. fresh re- French restaurant. That's a. Um, I, I bet that font is on one of our computers right now. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. That's it's is... like you wouldn't even have to go to the internet to find that font. I bet. Have you guys yeah. seen? What is that SNL skit about? Um, James Cameron's avatar. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. The papyrus. Papyrus. Yeah. papyrus. Yeah, papyrus. Yeah, the guy's just freaking out. That it's just papyrus. It's just he just took papyrus and they let him do it. <laughs> That's me with this restaurant constellation font right now. Um, and the little little starburst. Like they, mm-hmm. if, if they're going to the effort of having the you know that that nice concept art on the mm-hmm. one side, that's just a little simplistic <laughs> just have the name of your restaurant with a few starbursts on the side yeah what's weird is it almost looks like this is a generic card and restaurant constellation is like a stamp <laughs> they get like the generic concept art front and they yeah. can put their own yeah. printing on the other side it's very strange um, also this restaurant is when we see it later is very french restaurant constellation is a terrible name for a french restaurant yeah, yeah. like some <sighs> other aspects of this film, it feels like maybe just one more pass was needed. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just to iron out, like, the concept is good, but can we just iron out some of the details in the storytelling? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, we'll call it something. Eh, we'll fix that later. And, oh, no, though, and they, they printed the card. Oh, so okay. So was this delivered to him in the mail? So or did he walk in to make the reservation at the restaurant? And then they give him a confirmation... I think it's, it's got to never... be the second thing. I don't. I don't okay. think. He, I don't think that they would mail that out. Yeah, like I'm. I'm just trying to like think about this scenario. I'm like, there's no yeah. way they're mailing that out. Like oh, that can't. You know work. what? It's also, like... they would want it to be a postcard version instead of a like this would card? have had to go Business. in an envelope. Yeah, yeah like yeah. this is this is like exactly what my dentist hands me. Yeah, like six a, months. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a business card size. <laughs> Don't lose this. I, You're going to need it in six months. Yeah, that's going to happen. So, I will so hold on to this. They wrote this for him when he was in there making the reservation. I, I assume so. he did this in yeah. person and not over the phone. Right. Um, to and make they, the they reservation. Just, and they said, yep, here you go. Here's your reminder. It's, it's in Monday, our book. 7.30 p.m. We've got mm-hmm. it in our book. Yeah. 7.30 p.m. And then if you're wondering you think why. that restaurant's open at 7.30 a.m.? Yeah, that's <laughs> when, this is the only time we could afford a reservation. It's like before they open <laughs> Just so we know exactly why he has <laughs> hey. a fancy reservation. We then get the next bit of visual uh, they, exposition. Uh, uh, they can't afford a reservation anytime except for before they're open. This is actually a table <laughs> in the alley uh, yes. in the back, and they're going to share a plate of spaghetti and meatballs. <laughs> Very romantic. <laughs> for a generation of people, that is the most romantic setting. <laughs> yeah. 
Maybe that's MJ's favorite movie. Who knows? Um, that feels like it could be her favorite movie. Sure. She could be into that. Yeah. Yeah. She's a lady. Um, <laughs> Peter's a tramp. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay, wait. Let's look at the people she's dated and see if there's a pattern. Let's see. Flash. Uh-huh. Uh, he kind of fits that mold. Sure. Yeah. Harry. Sure. Not terrible. Not terribly into that mold or out of that mold i could see him going either way yeah yeah he's yeah. He, he's the upper crust version of a tramp <laughs> uh, right. de- uh, uh, uh uh jameson jr definitely not definitely not no yeah definitely not yeah yeah but she likes this uh uh you know uh like somebody spilled a person type of uh like someone uh, spilled a person <laughs> you know what does this, that this mean? delightful mess of a human <laughs> oh. <Someone> just <laughs> I can't remember what that reference is. Somebody will tell me on the group, I'm sure, when this goes up. Um, But yeah, again, uh, Spider-Man 3, delightfully um, anti-subtlety when we Mm -hmm. move to the the ring. Yes. (laughs) Okay, what's what's he saying? Reservation? Ring. I've got got both of them. It's like when you're about to leave home and you're like checking your pockets, you're like, I got my keys, I got my wallet, got my phone. Okay, I'm ready. (laughs) I've got... (laughs) I, I, I'm uh, I'm actually lucky enough that every morning when I do that, my wife actually runs through the checklist and I pat my 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 pockets. <laughs> but then our our almost two year old daughter has seen that, and so she knows when I say check that she's supposed to like pat her hip. Oh, <laughs> and it's that's adorable. Nice. But she but every time I was like keys, I'm like check, and I pat my pocket, and our two year old is is like check, and she pats oh. her hip even though she doesn't have anything. <laughs> One day she'll have keys. <laughs> uh, if I was Peter, I wouldn't be holding this ring anywhere near my balcony. Because uh, I, you know, look, you—he knows he has the Parker luck. I don't know what he's thinking. This is, yeah, this is a disaster yeah. waiting to happen. Like this should be as secure as possible. Like even in this same minute when we see him put it in his pocket, like something about the way they sh- shoot that. And you like see it happen. I'm like, he's gonna forget it. It's gonna I end know. up in the wash. Like this is Peter Parker. Something's gonna, gonna happen. Like his his pants are gonna catch on fire. Like he's yeah. going to lose this ring because he just shoved <laughs> it in a pocket. But this, this ring gets a lot of screen time in this film. But the thing that oh, yeah. kills me about about him putting it in his pocket is literally nothing becomes of that. Like yes, you yes. think like that it, it feels like a setup to something, and it's not. It's a tight enough shot. Yeah, nothing yeah. happens. We're like audience note where the ring is. It's like okay, the ring is in his pocket. But as we learned later in this week, he actually just changes out of those pants. Yeah. Soon. (laughs) Yeah. No problems. Yeah. It's all good. And so I was like, I hope he remembered that's where the ring was. Oh, no. He definitely just threw those on the laundry later. (laughs) Yeah. It's like he probably just threw it on the closet floor. He definitely did not have time to fold those pants. No. But that's that's getting ahead of things. (laughs) Does he have time to fold anything? Peter Parker? No, no, no. This is Wrinkle Boy. Yeah. Well, Um, I also want to know. I mean, and I know this is a filmmaking thing, but it feels like a Peter Parker, like, fun characteristic. When he goes to the door and you see his shelf of food, everything's turned away so they don't have to, they don't have to change any labels. Yeah. It's all, it's all nutrition facts. Also, he only has about, it looks like about mm, seven items and the rest are textbooks. Uh, yes, yeah. a book label. Electronics. electronics. Yeah. You know, for eating. <laughs> But yeah, it's like okay. Those are some some wheat thins, I think, some peanuts and some oatmeal. Lot, he has mm. more aluminum foil than he has food. <laughs> Gosh, he does. Yeah, that's a. 
Get your priorities straight, Parker. Jeez. Uh, so it's, it's because he eats out all the time. He just needs to cover up those leftovers. Yeah. <laughs> so Mary Jane, Mary Jane comes over and, uh, uh, you know, she's uh, in a bit of a tizzy. Um, he tries to hide mm-hmm. the ring, has to end up putting it in his pocket because the knob breaks off of his crappy <laughs> desk drawer. Like, can't um, he just grab underneath? I don't know. I don't. I don't know what's going on. Um, I don't. I don't understand the knob thing. It's the door that's broken. Why is the desk broken too? I don't get it. Um, that's he's a nervous. I don't know. That's why it feels like a setup for something with the ring that's going to happen, but nothing happens. Um, yeah. So, so she uh, comes in. Uh, she's very upset about the review because uh, they hated her, and uh, she reads this review that says that she's pretty. And easy on the eyes, but but not on, not not on, on the, the ears. ears. Um, and her uh, her her voice couldn't carry past the first row. Which those two criticisms those don't align. <laughs> no, <laughs> very well. No, no, that's that's yeah. They are uh, they definitely they definitely contradict each other. It's like it's like she wasn't a bad singer. She's just not a very loud one. Um, yeah, it would it would say like something like. She's not easy on the ears. Fortunately, it only made it to the first row or something like that. It was so quiet yeah. that I couldn't hear it anyway. Right. But then you wouldn't. Right. But that it still doesn't work because how would he know then? Yeah. <laughs> it, I mean, I assume the critics aren't in the front row. Yeah. Oh, but then how does he know she's a bad singer if you couldn't hear? <laughs> Catch 22. Uh, they, I wish there had been. I Every time I watch this, I, I want there to be a joke about how this critic was one of the two guys that sat next to Peter. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know him. <laughs> like, he, he looks God. at the photo. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, hey, that guy's great. Oh, wait, what? <laughs> like, uh, he was in the first row. He could hear you. How does he know? That's <laughs> right there. Don't even worry about yeah, it. Yeah, like, um, yeah, this is really a weird thing. It's like, he can't know what the quality of her singing was unless he was in the front row. But if he's in the front row, then he's not going to know that it didn't make it past the front row. Right. Maybe he Did he spend was? half his time in the front and then half his time on the balcony? Yeah, to really get a full sense of this. He saw multiple showings. <laughs> performance of Manhattan Memories. Maybe it was like the 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 person was in the front row for the screening, but they could tell her voice wasn't very strong. So they're like, I'm going to extrapolate mm, that maybe? were I not sitting in the front row, it would not carry. I, I think How- it's, I just think it's Harry. I think Harry wrote this review. <laughs> That's dark, but yeah, yeah, maybe. This is He's the beginning. To... This is the beginning of many of his manipulations. Yeah, sowing seeds of. It's discord. a very yeah. long game, right? Do you think there's a chance that the critic was just upset because he thought he was going to go see the Muppets doing Manhattan Melodies, <laughs> and then accidentally saw Manhattan, Manhattan Memories? This isn't what I was here for. Wait a second. I'm going to wreck this. Uh, Mary production. Jane is a pretty girl, but she's no Miss Piggy. <laughs> that sounds like a terrible harsh criticism for somebody to read <laughs> i don't even know what this means i know it's called he, is that bad I think, I think he thought he was gonna see the muppets muppets her performance certainly wasn't very heart felt <laughs> oh that's not good that's not good either yikes um I don't. I don't have any like story notes about this scene. I just when I was watching this bit, the thing that struck me was just. I hope after they did this sequence that they like 
bought a beer for the focus puller. Because, like, the way she enters this room, right, is... All right, we see Peter, like, get freaked out. We show the door. And then the shot, the unbroken shot after the ring where she enters the door. Uh, Like, he opens it for her. We rack focus to her eyes. She's got the, the thing. And then she walks past him into the room. We keep focus on her. And then we go back to focus on Peter. And then he walks forward as well. So it's like four separate, like, exact eyeline focuses that wow. you have to pull to over the sequence of that shot. It, it's like way overcomplicated. It, like, but they, but they do it because it was like, well, this, uh, um, what do you call it? This blocking we like the way this blocking is and this is the shot we want to tell this story but like normally you would not have that many like front to back moves in one shot just because it's hard to mark that yeah yeah wow because usually like when people are pulling focus on that like in the rehearsal uh in the marking rehearsal when they figure out where all those stopping points are they'll put a little physical mark on the um the dial when Mm -hmm. they pull the focus to say okay so this is this landing spot this is other so now you've got multiple marks he's gotta be like okay uh, red green blue (laughs) yeah he's got like five or six to like cycle through here or he's just like doing it on the fly i don't i don't know but it's seamless yeah look at that here back to peter and then peter's gonna move so i have to move it and he's not gonna move at the same pace every time so you have to like pull the focus as he's walking but do that for both of them i I, I just they're, they're wizards yeah wow that sounds nuts yeah. Yeah. And then the the rest of it is just like over the shoulder coverage. Nothing is that intense after that moment. But Maybe I'm like, they were just okay. bored of over the shoulder shots and Bill Bill Bob wanted to get weird with it for a second. <laughs> so he's, he's like, guys, like, I can do it. Let guys, me do it. Guys, <laughs> guys, watch this. I bet I can set six marks on my focus. <laughs> They're like, You can't do that. Watch me. Do it. Watch me. You, Go you nuts. set the scene, you stage it, you block it, I'll do it. That's all right. All 50 right. bucks on the line. <laughs> yeah. They're just making bets about it. <laughs> yeah. All day long. Oh, man. Anyway. Um, I, anyway. I want to say, uh, like, revisiting this movie. Yeah. Peter, man. Sometimes he kind of sucks, guys. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, a lot of the time, it's like, Peter, what's what's and, wrong with you and it's not always an aliens ex- you know reasoning behind it it's just mm, you could be better peter <laughs> yeah yeah i mean it's we'll we'll talk doof. more about that i think tomorrow uh yeah it's, it's, and and yeah just like like this oblivious kind of yeah it's more sense ob- he seems to have I, I think it's more obliviousness than him like like yeah. outwardly sucking i think he's just very yeah, oblivious he's, he's not actively being the worst but he is like pretty ob- oblivious about Things he should be more sensitive to, it seems like. Yeah, absolutely. As I think we'll talk about tomorrow. (laughs) Sounds good. All right, cool. Um, All right, well, thanks for listening, everybody. If you want to get in on the discussion about any of the stuff we talked about today and you're on Facebook, you're going to want to join the Spider-Man Minute Friendly Neighborhood Listener Group over there. Uh, Join us there. Join the discussion. You know, be be a part of uh, that whole area. I don't know what you call that, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, join join us over there. That's the Spider Man Minute Friendly Neighborhood Listener Group on Facebook, and we'll be back tomorrow with Minute Thirty Two. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.